Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Rosalind Clark coming to you today with Mercury, a broadcast of hope. It has been 25 days since we came back onto the air. Before we get into what I want to talk about today, a quick caution for everyone listening out there. The Longs over in Gibstein Lighthouse have spotted a mass of zombies. Uh, the mass was seen moving along the main interstate highway heading south, and it's estimated that there are about 100 of them. I would avoid the interstate, if at all possible, for about three or four days to keep from running into them. I think we'd all like to extend a big thank you to the Longs for having the presence of mind to grab their binoculars before they evacuated their home. Max and Agnes are out in the boat now, taking a few supplies out to them, which is why it falls to me for today's broadcast. It's also looking a little cloudy out, so now would be a great time to put out your rain barrels or whatever containers you have handy to catch any precipitation that might fall. You can never have too much fresh water on hand. Today I wanted to talk to everyone about, well, let me get there like this. I was at the Marine Science Building next door attempting to use some of the equipment to investigate an idea I have about what caused the zombie outbreak and found myself wishing that a colleague of mine, a Renee Simmons, were here with us. Renee was always adept at the technique I was attempting to use and would have made the whole observation go a lot faster. I'd met Renee when we were both freshmen in college, introduced by a friend of mine that I'd known since grade school. As I waited for the reaction to occur, my mind wandered and I began to think about all the people I used to know from high school. And then a specific memory came to me. I don't remember the precise circumstances. It was a PE class, which was mostly forgettable for me in general. But this was one of the non-sporting segments, square dancing or something similar, where everyone was expected to pair off with each other. The person I was paired off with was... Well, let's say I was uncomfortable. They weren't exactly top of their class, and they weren't much to get excited about in the looks department. Of course, back then, neither was I. At one point in the exercise, he remarked to me that one day he'd probably be calling me boss. The implication was that I was smarter and more driven, and that he would therefore always be subordinate to me. Even in high school, when we're all idiots, that statement struck me gave me pause, and sticks with me today for a couple of reasons. One, the fact that this person was effectively giving up this early in life. Two, the fact that this person was giving up despite having given the situation far more thought than I had at the time. I'd never even considered a career at that point, much less that I'd be someone's boss and could therefore be considered at a tremendous advantage to me in that regard. I didn't spend a lot of time dwelling on it at the time, but it stayed in the back of my mind for weeks. Up to that point, I'd been coasting through school, not giving any thought to my future. I had one college picked out and didn't have a backup plan if I didn't manage to get in. I had a major in mind, but no clue of what I'd do with it once I graduated. I just knew it was a subject I was interested in. But that comment made me think, what if I could be someone's boss? Was that something I wanted? I pondered over it for weeks and finally decided that I didn't. Not really. But I realized that I could if I wanted to. That it was possible. And so were a lot of other things. Suddenly, I could do anything. 
I buckled down at school. I researched additional colleges. I looked into different fields of study, different disciplines, and different careers that you can get into with degrees in those fields. And that's how I settled on pre-med and biology. And while I was studying those, I fell in love with marine science and eventually earned my master's. And I worked like hell the whole time. Because even though an offhand comment by some high school boy, whose name I don't even remember now, while we were both doing an activity that neither of us wanted to do, had opened my mind to the possibility that I could do whatever I wanted, I still felt like I had something to prove. The sciences were, and still to a degree are, dominated by men. I had to work hard just to be taken seriously. And I suspect that some of you out there roll your eyes when I give survival advice and wish that Wade or Max were giving it instead. But that's not my point. My point is, I wonder where that boy is now. I wonder what he was doing when the world fell. Did he call someone boss, as he predicted? When the zombies rose up, did he roll over and wait to die? Or did he rise up himself and fight? Fight for his future, whether it was his career path or for survival. In either case, the question is the same. Did he fight for his life? If you're listening to this, fight for your life. If you know someone who is giving up, tell them to fight for their life. The need to keep going hasn't changed. The need for a future hasn't changed. The need for you hasn't changed. Fight for your life. This is Dr. Rosalind Clark signing off. We'll be back tomorrow. Max is probably going to want to talk about some weird theory about spores. But in the meantime, fight for your life. And take care of each other.